This is the Better Reading Podcast platform with stories behind the story, Jane's Be Better Podcast, my book chat with Caroline Overington and more. Looking for a particular podcast? Remember, you can always skip to it. The What Are You Reading podcast is brought to you by Belinda Audio. Hi everyone, Cheryl Argle here. This is our podcast, What Are You Reading? Our followers know that we have our popular What Are You Reading Facebook Live every Thursday at 2pm. We decided to keep asking that question over the summer with this podcast and some amazing guests. So buckle up and let's talk about what we are reading. Esme Louise James, welcome back to Better Reading. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, I know. So you chatted with um, on our B podcast with Jane. Yes. A while ago. Yeah, she did say you were sensational. So, uh, <laughs> so you are. <laughs> we just had the best chat in the world. We didn't want it to end, honestly. It was so lovely. Just to, I know when two uh, kindred souls just meet, it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice when that happens. Esme is a social media sensation and a PhD candidate researching gender, sexuality, and identity in Australia. Her book, Kinky History, explores scandalous stories in the ancient world and the saucy secrets of famous figures. Teaming up with her statistician mother, Dr. Susan James, so you're all clever, the pair have survived, <laughs> as the pair have surveyed, not survived, the pair have surveyed the nation for all of your intimate secrets, delivering them in a highly entertaining read. She's here today to talk to us about our summer reading program, which is what are you going to be reading over summer? Oh, do you know what? Um, my to-read pile has grown exponentially over the last month or so. I think we've just had so many incredible new releases, but I do have my little pile right beside me. Yeah. You know what? I'll just, I'm going to put it on screen. Okay. This is my current uh, oh, right, okay. pile and there's definitely a bit of a theme going on. Okay. Definitely. Um, well, Philippa Gregory, Clementine Forward that I can see. We've yeah. got... Uh, David Becker's book, which is, I think, a, a really, it's a perfect companion read to my book, Kinky History. So he does the history of sex, uh, in particular, like from the prehistoric era. And yeah, so goes yeah. through everything. Um, I've just started it today. Um, kind of goes through from a very scientific lens about, you know, how we evolved to be this way. And what I thought was wonderful is that this book kind of finishes where kinky history picks up. So it's really um, a really fantastic read so far. So I've got this one here. I've got the uh, the rest is history, which I'm so excited about. Um, I've listened to their podcast um, a few times and they are absolutely incredible. Clementine's Ford, I don't, I, I couldn't stop. I actually ordered, I pre-ordered this book and got too excited, saw it in store and then picked it up again. Um, She's wonderful, isn't she? So that's about the inequality of marriage, isn't it? Yes. And it's really fascinating. Um, I mean, Clem never misses. Mm. But she starts the book again from a very historical lens of marriage and kind of goes through how it's kind of developed from this very, very patriarchal beginning and what that means for us today. Um, and of course, I picked this one up yesterday. Um, so normal women uh, really about writing women back into history um, and all the little known stories. So I've definitely got a bit of a history uh, slot to my reads. But I'm um, so- This is audio only, but I can see that... Uh- <laughs> 
<laughs> that is I'm my stack. My books. <laughs> uh, is my stack, which we will list in the podcast notes, is also color coded, just so you know. Oh, it is. <laughs> it's all the same shades. Hey, I want to ask you a question. I was around for the phenomena of Fifty Shades of Grey when yes. that book first came out, right? Actually, I was around very early on when the publisher bought it in as well. So I was part, right, of yeah, yeah. Yeah, part of that conversation. And I then, I was doing book reviews on television, mm-hmm. I think at the time. It was a program called The Circle, which I just loved. But anyway, people kept calling me and asking me why. Why is it mm-hmm. that this book has been so popular? Do you mm-hmm. have a view around that? Absolutely. I, funnily enough, I wrote a thesis on it and it was called E.L. James on E.L. James. Um, Because I'm going to say Esme Louise James and she was E.L. James. So I was very proud of that title. Yeah. Um, And I talk about it, actually, I talk about it briefly in my book, Kinky History. It comes into our fourth chapter. Uh, Because when we look at popular fiction, it doesn't so much tell us about the quality of a book. Um, It tells us about something to do with society. It becomes a social phenomenon. And what really Fifty Shades of Grey hit on was something we weren't talking about. Did it necessarily do kind of um, sexual liberation and romance well or safely? No. Um, But it hit on this kind of desire that no one was speaking about in a large sense. And so when this publication you know, came on the foot. Obviously, it started as fan fiction from Twilight, but it took all the erotics that never got touched on in Twilight and put it into a book. And there was a huge market for that. It started a conversation. And what, you know, I suppose we can be really grateful for for Fifty Shades of Grey is that then educators and sex educators like myself can now come into that conversation and be like, right, okay, we've opened up that can of worms. Now we're going to teach you how we can do this um, ethically and harmoniously and safely. um, And we can talk about that desire and what it actually means. Do you know, that's exactly what I thought. And I didn't put it as well as you put it. I mean, (laughs) I'm sure you did. And I didn't know that you'd written a thesis on it, but I felt just from all the comments that I got from our readers, Mm -hmm. that it was a liberation for Mm -hmm. some women about sex. Yes. Because it's always hidden and sex and pornography for women has mm. never really been a conversation. Yeah. Um, and sexual desire for women, particularly older women, is almost a taboo subject. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. I think that book for a lot of women, and the market was a lot of women, mm. it gave them some kind of expression. And Absolutely. Yeah. Massively so. Oh, I, I, again, you know, I, I feel like I'm quoting from my own book here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, uh, especially when it comes to pornography and women's consumption, we've had a very negative, um, I guess, source of media before. Some some pornography can be very, very violent and it's not great. Um, and something about Fifty Shades of Grey, um, especially for its hit with women, was about the fact that it was this fantasy of, giving up control, but also being empowered in a lot of ways. Mm. They, one line that E.L. James says really well um, when they're explaining this relationship is that it's actually the submissive who has all of the power in this uh, relationship dynamic because they're the one actually setting the boundaries. They're the ones exploring their desire and the dominant just kind of has to go with whatever they want. And for women, especially who in most of our lives, we're the ones calling the shots. We're the ones organizing. We're the ones multitasking. Asking where, you know, that's that's a story as old as time. There's such a high level of stress. 
at this fantasy world that we could briefly escape into where Anna doesn't even have to think about what she wants to eat. <laughs> she gets it's driven driving. around. That's right. It's lovely. Yeah. Doesn't mean we all want that necessarily. No, but it's an escaping fantasy and it can be so therapeutic to just turn off and enjoy that fantasy for a second. And also it's just like a once in a while thing. You know, you don't yes. need it every single day. No. Uh, but when you do get it, it's really nice. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, liberation yeah. for women. I think that really, yeah. Yeah. Esme, what led you to write about sexuality? Um, it was a very um, weird road to get here. I didn't, it wasn't something I went into with the intention of ever um, yep. becoming, I guess, a, a sex historian. I actually started studying literature and the history of religion. That was my area. And what I was really interested in all of this time was about researching experiences that um, where we kind of transcend and we feel this kind of connection, whether that's through religion or through relationships. And that very much led me into the history and study of sex. Because ultimately, nothing connects us more than sex. Every human in one way or another is connected to this. And so it became really, I guess, strange to me that if this is one commonality like eating and other bodily functions that we all share, why don't we talk about it? And if, you know, we're not talking about it, then we have a chance to be hurt by have sex weaponized against us. So I just became incredibly passionate about opening up this conversation. And why aren't we talking about it? Because when we look at animals of the world <laughs> and we're just another species, <laughs> right? Yeah. It it isn't frowned upon. I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Uh, yes. But for humans, there have been so many restrictions on it, so many connotations yes. on it, so many opinions about it, so many views about it, mm-hmm. and not a lot of it's been positive. No. Though we're just part of an animal species that Absolutely. has sex. We open, the first chapter of my book looks at something which we call um, the exploration of sin. And especially for the yes. Western world, you know, we have been so influenced by early Christian religion and this thinking about the body being shameful and sinful. And when we go back to ancient cultures, a lot of them have very, very, very different attitudes towards sex. This isn't an issue with religion when we talk about it as a spiritual practice, but it is an issue about religion when it becomes political, when it becomes about policing populations and behaviors, especially women. Mm. Um, And so the view that we've had from the West, which is also, you know, led um, spread through colonization is very, very, very political. And it's about policing. Um, and we're in this stage of undoing and unlearning a lot of that. And in some ways, going back to like ancient liberality is where we can find empowerment in expressions of our body and pleasure and talking about it. And I find that really exciting. But I also think it's why we have to put history back into the conversation because it's impossible to talk about getting rid of guilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're out of time. Do you know what's going to be on my <laughs> holiday holiday reading list now? Kinky History. Oh! <laughs> Kinky that History. I'm so happy to hear. By Esme Louise James. Oh, such a delight, Esme. Thank you for the <laughs> chat. Thank you so much. This has been great. Happy reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to give us a review. And if you love discussing books, check out our What Are You Reading merch, T-shirts, tote bags and more. Find us on the Better Reading website. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Traffic jams tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave us a review and check out the other podcasts on the Better Reading Network.